If you look at the difference between North Vine and downtown, you know, there really aren't any franchises downtown. Uh, it's more of a different type of operation, different type of environment. Uh, but you look at North Vine and they're almost all franchises, particularly the restaurant side. So a, a healthy community and a healthy economy will have a, a good balance of both. Grow Hayes recently brought a look into franchises to Hayes with their Trispective series. Executive Director Doug Williams stops by to talk about that and more on this episode of The Post Podcast. Just to remind everybody what our Trispective even is, uh, we have three people come in, we have a topic, we try and get three, I guess I'd call subject matter experts, and they come in and they give a little 15-minute kind of TED Talk on that topic and then the audience can ask questions and that kind of thing and uh, this time around was franchises which is kind of an interesting topic and we we were fortunate enough to have uh, Jamie Keel with uh, McDonald's which is kind of the ultimate franchise of franchises they kind of wrote the book and uh, then we had Kathy Shopman with uh, Cat's Hallmark that is downtown now which is actually not a franchise. I learned something that night that Hallmark is is not really a franchise. It's kind of a, oh, for lack of a better word, I guess a trademark or something you buy. It's a it's a cooperative type of situation, but not a yeah. true franchise. And then we had James Younger, who's the manager of Big Creek Crossing, and uh, of course he deals with franchises all the time. So he gave some information on the uh, landlord side of things with franchises. So it was a good session. We had some good information. Yeah, and I'm curious about, we talked a lot about uh, the event before it happened and uh, how cool it was that these three kind of voices and different experiences were representing that franchise system because there are so many moving pieces. But I'm kind of curious what kind of questions you got or was it just kind of uh, one of the situations where everybody was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. No, we had some good questions. You know, some some were the pros and cons of, of what a franchise is all about. You know, from my perspective, a franchise is typically a proven business model, a proven successful business model. It's been proven in a lot of places. They give you a model with which to operate. Many times they'll give you the tools that you need, point of sale systems or, uh, you know, employee policies and procedures, that type of thing. And uh, you just operate under that kind of model. And more times than not, you'll have some success. Now, there were also, there's also negatives with that because you got somebody looking over your shoulder all the time telling you how to do things. That's what you and I talked about a little bit before we went on air is that sometimes uh, <clears throat> if they come out and they say you change your signs or you remodel or whatever, that's what you have to do. And it, it's not a choice. So there are pros and cons, but uh, it was an interesting session. Yeah. And to that point, uh, you know, I think about the Quiznos franchise, one of the maybe the more famous kind of implosions of a franchise system. Of course, we had two locations here, I think, when that chain kind of really went uh, haywire. And that, to me, would, I think, really drive that influence. If you're looking to get into a business and are you going to be have your hand forced in certain situations that could potentially ruin your business or are you going to try to strike it down on your own with that giant risk of, no roadmap, and is this going to be successful? Yeah, I mean, uh, there, there are benefits, and, and certainly there are risks associated with it, but I do think the, the business risk is reduced in a franchise environment because they have a proven model that uh, works. Not, not always, you know, as, as you point, some franchises go by the wayside, but like a McDonald's or something like that, you know, they're, uh, 
there are very few McDonald's that you see close. You know, they, they are successful, uh, some more than others, but uh, highly recognizable brand. Subway's another one that comes to mind. I mean, there's just a gazillion of them out there, the Subway's. And, uh, uh, but the trend is, we talked about this a little bit too, you know, the trend is for uh, the franchise companies. They want multiple, franchisees to own multiple locations. They don't want to have to manage if they've got 5,000 franchisees in a, in a network or franchise locations. They don't want to have to manage 5,000 individual franchisees. They want them to own multiples, 5, 10, 20, 30, 50, whatever the case might be. The more they have that way, they uh, it's an easier process for the franchise company to manage those. Yeah, yeah. And that's really, the to me, one of the cool parts of a franchise system is that structure, that leadership structure, especially in training, that is so vital when you're opening a new operation. You know, trying to figure that out on your own could be really challenging. But I wonder if you want to talk about, too, those systems that they put in place also are a big part of the reason we don't have certain things in Hayes. Um, you know, I know one of the big ones that uh, has come up in the 20 years I've been here is Olive Garden. Everybody always wants an Olive Garden. But Olive Garden will never come here because we don't meet those requirements that would ensure them or ensure that location to be successful. <clears throat> Not to say it wouldn't be successful. We just don't meet those qualifications. Yeah, they play the numbers game. You know, they, they have certain criteria, population and, and traffic counts and that type of thing. And they're, they're not going to go into a market that they don't feel will be successful because they don't want failures to take place. And, and I don't know if Olive Garden is even a franchise. I, I don't know. I've never looked and seen if they're company stores or if they're franchise owned. But, but uh, certainly they have, uh, whether they're franchise or company owned, there are requirements, criteria for a community same, same issue we run into with a uh, target and those type of things. We just don't have the population that can support uh, the level of business that they want. At least they have limitations. We, we always think, well, they'll be successful here, and maybe they would be, but uh, they're just not going to consider us because we don't have the demographics to meet their needs. Yeah, and that's kind of what makes the whole <clears throat> system work, right? Because if they just open nimbly-jimbly and don't have that requirement, you see these franchise systems kind of come and go. And I think a lot of that probably to, to your world comes with development costs, whether or not you're going into a, a existing structure or you're building on your own, there's a lot of cost there and it can take sometimes decades to even overcome that opening uh, original loan that you have to take out. Sure. It's it, very expensive. You know, typically if you're talking fast food or QSR, they call it, I guess, quick service restaurant or whatever that stands for. Uh, they, they want, Highly visible locations, which are very expensive, so it takes a large capital investment, and uh, so it 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 absolutely they are selective as to where they go. Uh, McDonald's, as an example, one of the things Jamie Keel said that I I think I knew somewhere in the past, but uh, they own all the real estate. A franchisee cannot own their location, so McDonald's owns it all. They lease it back to a franchisee. They tell you when you're going to remodel. They tell you when you're going to do this. For the most part, they may throw some dollars at a remodel, but most of it typically is on the back of the uh, franchisee, the operator. And uh, so those are some of the things that, uh, you know, maybe kind of a downside with owning a franchise. But uh, obviously the Golden Arches bring with it uh, a whole lot of traffic through your front door. Yeah, absolutely. And there's actually, there's a, there's a uh, movie, The Founder, 
that has that Michael Keaton and it's the, and there's a line in there where uh, it's the guy from the office. I don't know his name, but he comes up to him and he says, you don't understand, man, you're not in the restaurant business. You're in the land business. Yeah. And that's where the fortune came from. Yeah. Ray Kroc, who was the founder, but that that's their model. It's worked. They're global and it's worked very well for them. Works well for their franchisees as well. And, uh, but yeah, that, you know, to, to your point, <clears throat> franchises are going to have certain requirements that they have in a community and if you don't meet them, uh, they're not going to give somebody a franchise for that community because they don't want to risk failure and, and uh, a situation where it looks bad because they came in and didn't succeed, although it does happen, too. You know, you see some franchises that you mentioned Quiznos or uh, others that come into a community and it doesn't work. Yeah. And with them in, in particular, I think <clears throat> the operators here were great. It was the system that kind of ruined that situation. Um, but the other piece on this that I think is so interesting is it really does come in all shapes and sizes. And I'm, I'm my head's always in the restaurant world. Cause that's where I spent so much of my life, but franchises, you know, like we talk about, uh, down at big Creek crossing, those doors, mostly franchise locations. And then the hallmark <coughs> location with Kathy. I mean, that's a whole different kind of system as well. It is. And, and Kathy, you know, she, she brought that up. I would always thought hallmark must be a franchise, but it's not. It's, it's kind of a buying group. They get special, they get territorial protection that there won't be a lot of other hallmarks or that kind of thing in there. And uh, Kathy brought up some good points because she's, she's been in a few different locations in Hayes. She started in the mall, she went to Tebow Village, and now she's downtown. And each has its unique benefits, and she kind of spoke to that. You know, the, uh, she said in Tebow Village, you know, there probably wasn't as much traffic there, but when people came to her store in Tebow Village... They were coming to buy something. They were looking for her, and they were coming to buy something. Downtown, you have just shoppers who are walking up and down the sidewalk, and they, they, they go into the store, but it may or may not be to buy something. They're just browsing, and the mall would be a little bit the same way. So uh, different locations favor different things, and, uh, yeah, the mall's got a number of franchises, but they also have a lot of company stores. You know, JCPenney and those type of places are not franchises, but GNC and those type of places are. Yeah, and I wonder, maybe we want to talk a little bit about that as well, that difference between the company store and the franchise. Because in a lot of ways, functionally, they're, they, or at least in theory, are mm. operating the same way. And for a consumer, you may not know the difference. Most of the time, I don't think you will know the difference because they, they do operate essentially the same way. I think uh, 10% of the McDonald's are maybe company-owned. Uh, but I'm pretty confident that you walk into a company-owned store versus a franchisee store, and you typically would not see much difference. Certainly not in the quality of the product and, and some of those type of things. Uh, you, you may see some differences. Uh, one could argue that franchisees are, are more concerned about doing a better job maybe than the corporate world is, but but uh, I think the, the product you won't see much difference in, so you won't know the difference. And, and most franchise operations do have some company stores. Yeah, and that's uh, I can get into that and talk about that a little bit, uh, but we're running out of time, and I don't want to waste it. But it really comes down to they're buying and selling those properties and flipping them out and making sure that we're not losing locations. Maybe some owner wants to succession plan and get out. They have that opportunity to give it back to the company, and then the company will look for someone else to take that over. And I know there's a couple examples, and I don't want to call them out here on air, but in Hayes that that has happened, and they have shifted back and forth and back and forth a couple times. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the opposite of communities that they won't go in, you know, because of the demographics don't work. If they have a community that they 
want to be in or are in, and they don't have a successful franchisee, they will look for a, rather than close it sometimes, the company will come back in, they'll operate it for a period of time while they search for another franchisee to take it over. And, uh, you know, many times it's a franchisee issue and not a location or, or store or company issue. It's just the wrong operator. Yeah, Doug, as we're kind of running out of time here to wrap this up, I wonder, did this come up in the Trispectives event where we talked about how people can get involved in franchises? I know it's one of those things that if you're looking at being an entrepreneur, sometimes that's a really good option because you have all that support and training. But did that come up or do you have any thoughts on that? Well, it did come up. And typically you go to that franchise's website and they will have a link to the, if you want to be a franchisee, go to this link. Here's an application. Here are the requirements. They typically have net worth requirements, liquidity requirements of somebody going into that business. And uh, so that's typically the way you do it. And and at least that's where you start typically. And then uh, you kind of see where that road takes you. Yeah. And it really does kind of come down to there's almost every level. There's franchises where you can get involved for almost no investment. And then there's an operation like McDonald's. I think that's one of the highest ones or maybe a Chick-fil-A as well, where you have to have couple million dollars in the bank just ready to go yeah. to make it work. Exactly. And that's that's why they lend themselves those type of operations more to multiple franchise, you know, one franchisee owning multiple locations because it is capital intensive for sure. <clears throat> and, you know, I wonder if uh, to leave this off, we've got a minute left or so, you want to talk about how this here in Ellis County shakes out in the big picture. Are we looking for more of those or do we really want to try to promote the uh, entrepreneur with that small startup, or do we need both? Absolutely need both. I mean, if you, if you look at the difference between North Vine and downtown, you know, there really aren't any franchises downtown. Uh, it's more of a different type of operation, different type of environment. Uh, but you look at North Vine and they're almost all franchises, particularly the restaurant side. So a, a healthy community and a healthy economy will have a, a good balance of both. Uh, people can appreciate both, whether it's a small little gift shop or whether it's a restaurant, little boutique downtown versus a Freddy's or a Arby's or a McDonald's or whatever it might be, Wendy's. Uh, you know, we, we need both. We need all those types of experiences if we want a well-rounded community with, uh, with good selection and good, make it good quality of life issues that we can resolve with uh, those type of, both types of operations. <laughs> 